0: Mr. Sandman, bring, bring me a treat. Bong 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 bring me some skeet that I suck from your ding. Bong bang bang bang. Mr. Sandman, bring me some skeet. Bang. Welcome to Death Metal D- <gasps> Back into the Void with Christopher Pierce and Buddy Lloyd. This week we're talking about CIA killing citizens, brother. We're coming in hot. Woo. We're going to go down the road of the deep conspiratorial void. We got three murders to talk about. I wanted to talk about more. Who knew the government's killed so many people? Okay, yeah, just drink tea, you fucking asshole. <laughs> it's not tea. Uh, Buddy said yes by drinking tea. That's a tea. That's TP. That's tea. P-T. What's it called? Twisted P. Oh, okay, it's P. Get closer to the mic. All right, guys, welcome <coughs> to another episode of Death Metal Dicks. And, uh, you know, the government likes to suppress information. They like to keep everyone under a foot. Now, is this something that we believe in? Yeah. Maybe, maybe not You'll be the judge of that Uh, I'm just gonna say I know we tread in a lot of territory That brings out the fucking dorks Oh yeah This one is no stranger to pure dorkery So if you're at home And you're chugging a Mountain Dew Code Red Popping pimple tits all night (laughs) I know you know more about conspiracies than we do So be warned up front my research is very liberal and i try to find the truth somewhere in the middle you know what i mean no yeah because i definitely didn't i went the full conspiracy ride on some of these today Woo! and uh we're gonna talk about the government taking people out why they took him out and how to keep it from happening to you damn but not really because i have no idea how to make it stop i want to get on a watch list you know how popular we would get if the government was like we got to ask these boys some questions.
1: Yeah, dude. We call that segment Tits and Tips.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got them both. <laughs> but no advice. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Talking about dicks and tips. <laughs> well, all right, man. Uh, in the last few years, the we got a giant election. There was all types of talk about conspiracies going back and forth on both sides. You've seen the rise of conspiracies to the forefront of what would be regular news. It used to be something you would only hear about on like coast to coast AM uh, infowars before Alex Jones became part of the machine.
1: <laughs> None this and corruption. He's from Austin, Texas. He wants answers. So do you. He's got supplements. <laughs>
0: Oh god damn it man Yeah conspiracies have really jumped the old sharkaroo It used to be something that you would just drive across America And at 3 o'clock in the morning you would turn on Coast to Coast AM With Art Bell or George Norrie And tune in for some fantastic information Sometimes about Bigfoots Sometimes about the government infringing upon your rights But generally at the top of the pyramid is always the New World Order. Order And I'm not talking about Hall and Nash I'm talking about the Jews <laughs> why is that always the focus of conspiracy theory? It is for the cabal. Every single goddamn one of them. I actually have an answer for that. That I looked pretty hard into, and I got some good, solid information as to why every single goddamn conspiracy always comes back to the Jews. Madonna. <laughs> Uh, (laughs) Are you saying that because her tits point? (laughs) No,
1: man, because she's got the Illuminati on the back of one of her jackets So she talks about the cabal
0: (laughs) (laughs) And her tits are pyramids (laughs) Oh, right, man, let's jump in (laughs) Got Mark Let's jump back in uh, with the uh, first murder I want to talk about Seth Rich He was a 27-year-old mid-level employee of the Democratic National Convention He had just been offered a job by Hillary Clinton's campaign, which would have moved him to New York from where he was living in Washington, D.C. As he was preparing for his new life, he was away from his girlfriend. He was talking to her on the phone on the night of July 10th, 2016. They're having a conversation as Seth is heading home from a bar just before dawn. Now, his girlfriend's name is Kelsey Molka. She says that while they're on the phone... She hears other voices in the phone, and Seth gets off the phone suddenly. Then everyone else in the area hears some fucking gunshots ring out. Seth has been in a struggle and then shot two times in the back. a Harlem struggle? (laughs) I wish. Julian Assange, <clears throat> all right, all right, all right, all right. And so here's... <laughs> yeah, yeah, go ahead. It took me a second for the Harlem Struggle. Now, I just want to make sure <laughs> everyone knows about the Harlem. Can you still Google the Harlem Struggle? I'm sure you can. Well, it's like uh, if you're familiar with jiu-jitsu or mixed martial arts, you know what a triangle choke is. Mm-hmm. If you're real familiar, you know what a reverse triangle choke is. Oh, yeah. Now, imagine if you were a man that was wearing a pair of Nike shocks. Yep. And that's it. And you had a... A visor, maybe. Huge boner. Big. Huge. And so this girl is going down on you. Reverse. You might be 69ing. And then all of a sudden, you slap on a reverse triangle on her with your uh, cock in her mouth. And she fucking can't go anywhere and just has to suffocate on dick. Yep. That's... The Harlem Struggle. It's
1: like having a peanut allergy.
0: One of the favorite (laughs) things I've ever seen in my whole life. I won't bust them out on the podcast, of course, but we were traveling across America, and one time we stopped at a porn store with the sole intent of tagging the store with... The Harlem Struggle on the side of it. And our friend gets a can of silver spray paint on this black building and spray paints the Harlem Struggle in like four foot high letters. And just as he finishes the E on Struggle, fucking this... Fat monster runs you and goes, Hey! I already killed the cops! And we got the hell out of there. Nothing oh. ever happened. But I bet it said the Harlem Struggle on the side of that building for so long. Oh hell
1: yeah, dude.
0: That was a great memory. It was like a to- it was like a fucking <laughs> toilet wall, dude, but like outside yeah. <laughs> for everybody to see. <laughs> Truck bathroom. <laughs> I, right. she like, I
1: know what that is. So
0: uh Seth Rich be, gets embroiled in this conspiracy that uh, he... Um, man, I got a like a loogie. Can you talk for one second so I can yeah, just man. make some noise? Get some twisted tea, dog. Let's get rid of it. Oh, God.
1: He, wow, you swallowed it.
0: Yeah, I don't know what else to do. Then we're indoors. <laughs> it's all that Harlem <laughs> Struggle talk, dude. You got
1: you all fucking fired up.
0: Sorry. Alright, so back to Seth Rich. He is. A, this is great podcasting. <laughs> Take your shirt off. Seth Rich... Has been embroiled in the middle of this conspiracy now because, uh, like I said, he was working for the Democratic National Convention and he just got hired by Hillary Clinton's campaign. And then we told you he's been talking on the phone and he got shot twice. And that brings all these theories out because you'll remember at the time that this happened, you had Donald Trump arguing um, with the me. I'm really trying to focus right now, but if you're watching on YouTube, which is a great reminder to check it out, Buddy is now taking his shirt off. (laughs) I was going to take my pants off. Please don't. (laughs) I got such a small cock. (laughs) (laughs) You're really fucking this
1: up. Um, It's like that one baby pickle in the big pickle jar. (laughs) Yeah. God damn.
0: (laughs) Um Why are you... Alright, we're having a rough start. Stop. (laughs) Alright, no one can see what's going on in Podcast Land, but this is a great reminder to use Professional Pirate Media's YouTube channel. You gotta follow it so you can see when we're doing the live podcast, and you'll be able to watch Buddy just take his goddamn shirt off uh, and almost pull his tiny dick out. Anyway, whoo, Seth Rich. He got shot twice, and now we got the back and forth. Um, So the media is saying that Donald Trump has been in contact with Russia. Donald Trump is saying that Hillary Clinton's been in contact with Russia. And then all this news starts to break about the Democratic National Convention sabotaging Bernie Sanders. You remember this, right, buddy? Yeah. So when the news comes out that there had been a leak to WikiLeaks that contained thousands of emails, including Hillary Clinton and some of her top aides and other people that were high in the DNC, and it showed the path that they took and all the little quips that they had about Bernie Sanders that they used to shut him down at every turn. And it had the email in it where she was fed the uh, debate questions before they happened. Then they still asked her them on TV and she still answered them on TV. And the proof basically that Russia had been in the mix and Julian Assange had dumped all that out. And this guy got shot and then he had an interview I think on a Dutch TV station because he he can't be in public with people. You know, he's holed up in that embassy. (laughs) This sucks. with My throat hold up in that embassy and he was on this interview with a Dutch guy. Obviously, he can't do American, but they were speaking in English. And this is where the conspiracy really got launched because they knew that this guy had been murdered and he worked for Hillary Clinton and had been working for the DNC. And so people on Reddit and 4chan and all that had already been pusting out the theory like, "Whoa, look, this guy got murdered after all this Wikilinks information came out. So I bet something's going on here." Well, then Julian Assange is doing this interview and the reporter asks him, "Hey Julian, is there going to be any October surprises?" And Julian's like, "No, we don't keep surprises. The people who report to us go through our contacts go through extreme Turmoil to make this happen for us You know it's not easy to bring forth information So we don't take in information Then sit on it and risk their lives And the guy's like well So you are Forthcoming with everything and he's like yeah We have to be because look at the guy in DC That just got shot and killed And the reporter's like well what do you mean Are you saying that that's one of your sources And Julian Assange says oh we don't comment On our sources and the host Says like well then why the fuck Did you bring it up Julian and Assange says, oh, we have to uh, just make sure we understand how serious these cases are. Oh, so shit. basically Assange either purposely leads the reporter down the road or kind of blows it and slips up and says, like, hey, Seth Richards is the guy that gave us that information. And this is where the internet goes fucking bananas because you have all the conspiracy-minded people and Reddit now have some tooth to what they've been saying. And it, it looks like the... You know, if you're of the mind that the presidential campaign is always fixed, which it most certainly is, some type of fuckery to control our brains and make us think we have free will to vote for people. I mean, why can't you just vote on the internet? Yeah, for sure. Why do you have to go and fill out a ballot when you can bank on your phone? Is that more secure to walk into a church and punch a hole than it is to log into your phone securely?
1: Priests have been punching holes in kids
0: for a long time. (laughs) That's a great point, man. I guess they're just like punching holes in churches is the main deal here. Uh, So once the uh, information came out about how the DNC had purposely sabotaged Bernie Sanders, that led all conservative-type media down the path of thinking like, okay, well, they want to say that Trump has been involved with the Russians. But this seems way more like tampering from an outside state with this election on the Democratic side. So more than likely, Hillary has been in contact with Russia. And then the conspiracy people automatically look to the Clintons, which makes a whole lot of sense because we know about the goddamn Clintons. Oh, yeah. They've got a bigger body count than Ice T ever could. Man. They've killed people from coast to coast for years upon years. I mean, you have Bill Clinton... In the 80s, you had the – right here where we live in Arkansas, you had the boys on the track. Remember that, buddy? Yeah. So, like, Bill Clinton. Mina.
1: Mina, Arkansas.
0: Yeah. No, they happened in Benton. It did? Yeah. Okay. It's like a big thing came out about it last year because the mother is suing the state for the Freedom of Information Act because they won't release any of the files to her to figure out what happened. But basically, the MENA connection is why well, you're thinking of that okay. because that's where the it started out at. But it was going through like the Saline County Sheriff's Department. So what they were doing was they were flying drugs in through the Bitten Airport and the MENA Airport, and they were bringing them in from South America to re traffic into America. And they Clinton was the governor. Was he? The, he was, was. he the Attorney General or Governor at the time? He was the governor. The my, governor. My
1: grandpa was. Uh, he worked. He was a state trooper in Arkansas around that time period. Yeah. And So he was also like private security at times. Oh, okay. And I actually worked for a security firm where the guy that owned it was actually the main security guard for Bill Clinton. And uh, there's a there's another state trooper that my dad worked with that got tied into the Mena thing. Yeah. And um, he. Was indicted on, I think, like prostitution charges and like being like maybe a pimp or something. And my grandpa like always would tell me he wouldn't comment on like the whole story. He just like kind of told me about it. But then the Mina yeah. thing happened and just bailed on the whole thing.
0: Yeah, it was like a big, uh, but people were scared to talk out about it. Uh, well, but yeah, they were flying drugs in, and then these two kids thought that it was a UFO, right? So they kept going out every night and trying to watch the landing. And then they figured out it was a plane. And when they figured out it was a plane, they went to go see it again. And they got too close and the sheriff's department basically noticed the kids. And if you believe the conspiracy, they abducted the kids and killed them and then dumped them on these train tracks. And they got run over by a train. But the autopsy from that had stated that the kids did not get killed by the train. That they were dead before they got put on the tracks. And then they covered everything up. There's a pretty good eyewitness story from in Bitten where the guy said he saw the sheriff picking one of the kids up from a laundromat. And he hit him in the head with, like, one of those giant old cell phones and threw him in the car. And then the kid's mom is suing – I just said this, but she's suing the state with the Freedom of Information Act because it's been 21 years since that happened. And that makes it public information. And she's never been able to get a single shred of anything from anybody involved because under that regime, they kept everything tight-lipped. Nothing ever came out. So if everything was on the up and up and the kids got run over by a train – you know, why wouldn't the information just be out and available if there was no crime involved? You know, it was, it was investigated, and I think the end result of that whole cocaine coming in through Arkansas thing, I mean, hundreds of police officers ended up going to jail. There's people, there was higher-up politicians that are in prison for forever because of that.
1: The guy I'm talking about was the main one. Oh, yeah. The state trooper guy, yeah. He was oh, the main shit. dude because he, like, tried to bust him out and everything. He tried to go to the sergeant and tell him, like, hey, this is going on. And, really? And, uh... He was snatched up like immediately on charges of prostitution, like and having a prostitution ring or something like that. Yeah,
0: you can't. I mean, that you would just get crushed. So I'll find that dude's that. name.
1: Hold on. It, well, I don't want to hold on. Don't hold, hold on.
0: on. <laughs> but but yeah, man, Bill Clinton. Uh, he ran the state. He, he's crazy. He's always. They've been tied to several bodies. You had Whitewater, where Hillary was boning this attorney uh, in Arkansas, and he got a job in Washington as, right as they went to Washington, and then he was just sitting on a bench in a Washington, D.C. park and got shot point blank in the head at like 3 o'clock in the morning. And they call that a botched robbery, which is much like they're doing with uh, the Shane guy that I'm I'm sorry, Seth Rich that I'm talking about right now. The police official verdict on what happened, they had no suspects, no leads, but they say it's a robbery gone wrong, particularly because the area that he was in in Washington, D.C. did in fact have about 65 gun violence related robberies within a two year period because the lighting was poor and it was kind of like a maze of streets so it was a dangerous area however when they shot him in the back two times and left him he had his phone his wallet an expensive watch and other jewelry left on him Then they didn't take anything they just shot him so that makes me think like in what way was it a failed robbery was it a failed robbery because they shot him and then didn't rob him I mean, if you're going to kill the person, why wouldn't you finish taking their stuff? If you were going to have, like, a situation where you, you tried to fight with the guy, and then you shot him, and then you thought, like, oh, it's been too much time, the police are coming, well, What? how much time does it take to just snag the guy's phone and wallet off of him after you've already fucking shot him? You know, how much more trouble are you going to get <laughs> in? You're just going to take a shit before you get out of there. And that's typical government-type killing. And that's what the... Super conspiratorial, mind would say, about it. And then the Republicans tried to make this whole case about how the Russians shot him. And that got crazy far in the news. It was on Fox News. It was on, I mean, of course, like Breitbart and InfoWars carried that shit, which wasn't, uh, you know, that's not to be unexpected because they're both bullshit, fake news, conspiracy-type websites. InfoWars ran with it. But it got super fishy when Julian Assange offered up a $20,000 reward for any information on the Rich shooting. So he himself, and then another, um, I can't remember, I couldn't find the guy's name again, I can't remember, which sucks for reporting on my part, but uh, there was a senator that got involved that offered another $130,000 for any information on the case, and he was Republican, he was on Team Trump, so he basically wanted to paint the picture that he wanted to put forth an absurd amount of money so when nobody came forward to take blame for the crime or snitch on their friend it basically proves on his side that hey if some street thug did this for 150,000 bucks now they're definitely going to come forward so what had to have happened is that some government agent killed him so there's nobody to come forward well all these conspiracy theories are blowing around and then Fox gets a hold of this guy named Rod Wheeler It starts off in this uh In this uh, Washington, D.C. local station, which is a Fox News affiliate. And what happens is they get this guy named Rob Wheeler. And Rod Wheeler, who's friends with Seth. And he's been trying to get in contact with somebody from the media to talk to them. Now, they don't know about what. Well, Rod's version of the events is that once he contacts them, what he's trying to tell them is that he may know how to get a hold of these files. He really doesn't know anything, but when he tells them he knows how to get a hold of the files, he gets sat down by a White House official who tells him, okay, here's how we're going to go through it. Here's," And they just basically tell him, like he tells them how to get to the files. Like basically they're in a secure Dropbox, And then the White House tells him, okay, we're, we got in the Dropbox. Here's everything it contains. You need to confirm it to us and to the news by saying this and this and this happened. And I guess so many people talked to him. He, he talked to like 16 or 17 different people, and they all kept feeding him the same story. So somewhere along the line, he says he got crossed up and talked to too many sketchy people and thought that this is the way that things had actually happened. Well, it broke on this local Fox News, and then about two hours later, Sean Hannity picked it up and made a huge headlining story out of it and spent two hours chasing down this thing. And he, got, he talked to Rob. And the whole time, Rob Wheeler is like telling him the story, but he's like trying to convey to every time they go to break, like, hey, this is sketchy. I don't know what's going on. I don't feel comfortable with this. And he ends up leaving the Hannity show. And then they keep using his information. And he tries to get a hold of any other media source he can and speak out, but no one will talk to him. So he ends up filing a lawsuit that's still going on right now. He's suing Fox News. He's suing Sean Hannity. He's suing that lady from the local Fox News station. And he's even suing the fucking White House, which is crazy. Because I would think if you're going to file a suit against the White House and it goes forward, there has to be some sort of tacky information there. Like, I don't think I could just say, all right, the White House is really pissing me off, and here's why. So let me file an injunction, and then I would be able to get away with suing them. I highly, highly doubt that that would happen. So there has to be some sort of tooth in this mouth to be able to give him traction to sue the White House. So who knows which way it went? What we do know a hundred percent for sure is that this young dude, he was 27 years old and he was rising through the ranks of the DNC. Definitely got murdered around four o'clock in the morning with two shots to his back, which is absolute insanity considering all the circumstances that lined up with him to me. That indicates that it's way more likely that there was some type of government fuckery involved in that than not. Because there's a perfect storm of shit going on. So my take on it is for sure the lizard people known as Bill and Hillary Clinton wanted to feed off of his negative energy. So they came to Washington, D.C. They took off the cloak of Nibiru. He saw the reptilian eyes, put his hands up, and when he did, right from behind comes Bill and his penis is actually also a gun. He pulled it out, bang bang, hits him with two from behind, and then comes on him. And the Clintons get out of there. So that sounds viable, right? Yeah, man,
1: it's like Mortal Combat.
0: Um, <laughs> yeah,
1: I, I figured out too that if you're a straight reptilian and you're female, it's the Anukaki. Mm. The Anukaki.
0: So they're the receptor. Of the cock? Yeah. Or they give the cock, because it's lizards, so they could be the inverse of what a person is. I don't know. Now, the Anunnaki, they're lizard people that come from Nibiru, right? I think so.
1: (laughs) But, like, it's weird, because, like, their body is entirely made out of butthole skin, because that's what lizards are made out of, butthole skin. Like, the inside of a butthole is the same thing as lizard skin.
0: Is that a scientific fact? Yeah. Are you sure? 100%. So my hole is...
1: Reptile scales. Yeah, man. So I got a dinosaur hole. There's two parts of your body that are reptilian. Your b- reptilian brain and your butthole. <laughs> your reptilian bung? Yeah. It's got those... Like, uh, if you have an STD that has, like, bumps on it, it's got taste buds. Those, those are taste buds. They're not itchy. They're just taste buds. They're, they're ready for flavor.
0: Do you taste things? With my dick? Like, if you get an STD on your dick, you're saying it's taste buds. Like, gentle towards sir?
1: <laughs> no. I've never gotten that kind of... uh I, you know, I'm still looking for the Emmer Lagasse a twat, but I mean, I don't know what the fuck to do.
0: I don't know what you're saying. Anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's move on. This one's a fucking The old grand caboose, the whopper. We got William Cooper. You ever heard of that guy? Oh, yeah. William Cooper was born in 1943. He was in the Navy and the Air Force. And while serving as a naval intelligence officer during Vietnam, he saw top-secret documents that showed evidence that there is a shadow government and it's working side-by-side with evil space aliens to control the population. Sweet. This made him construct the book, Behold, a Pale Horse, and embark down the long, hard road of being, in my opinion the greatest conspiracy theorist of all time. Oh, yeah. He was a true pioneer. He ignited posers such as David Icke and Alex Jones to the flame of selling vitamins and water filters. (laughs) Bill Cooper was the original. It's
1: like you're reading his obituary. It's fucking sweet.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Everybody that came along that you know that's a conspiracy theorist, I mean, Art Bell, George Norrie, David Icke, uh Alex Jones. Anybody came after William Cooper. He is he's not he didn't come up with the idea of the Illuminati, but he's a guy that had enough steam behind him that brought this to national attention.
1: Nobody's better than Mark Dice. Oh god.
0: <laughs> is he like an InfoWars correspondent?
1: I don't know, dude. There's a there's always like they always act like they got beef.
0: Well Mark Dice is the guy that's like uh he does all the uh, satanic Illuminati ritual things with In pop Hollywood, stars, right? Yeah. yeah he's yeah. always like Beyonce did an invocation of set tonight at the Super Bowl. I'm Mark Dice. Sorry, my bud. <laughs> that's him, right? Yeah. Alright. Yeah, fuck that guy. Anyway, so um bill cooper his conspiracy career started out um, by him relaying information that he got supposedly when he was in the vietnamese war um he's his idea was that aliens control the world that they used ufo technology in vietnam because he saw these documents and a ufo rise out of the ocean and attack the vietnamese whoa hell yeah Fuck. And uh, his information basically, he had the most credibility out of anyone that had ever come out within the UFO community. So he became a big star in that circuit. Which you know, if you're like a UFO, you UFO, uh, a ufologist? Ufologist? A ufologist? Is it UFOologist or ufologist? A
1: ufologist is when you fall from heaven <laughs> and then you hey, fuck your fucking butt.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Are you a ufologist? <laughs> it's all strippers. Yeah, fuck their ass, man. Um, (laughs) so, uh, William Cooper was traveling around to UFO conventions, telling a story, making tons of money, which that's the thing is if, uh, if you've ever been to like a UFO convention, they're always in a hotel lobby and you have to pay to get into them. And they attract not a huge crowd, but it's like a comedy show. It's like four or five hundred fucking dorks in a big lobby. And you have speakers and they come up and they speak. Well, Bill Cooper is a fucking character, man. He is selling it. He's coming up there, he's getting the crowds fired up, people are loving his fucking story, he's dramatic as shit, he's a US Navy intelligence officer, and he's like, I saw this fucking thing rise out of the ocean and then go attack the Viet Cong, and we were using UFO technology to our favor, and I saw these goddamn documents that said that the United States government had been working with evil aliens to take over the world with the shadow government. Making money, hand over fist, traveling around the world. And then he starts doing pirate radio. He's, like, one of the first... They had ham radio. He What he would do is he would go to small towns and find, like, a frequency that wasn't being used and hack into it and make it his station. Like, he lived in Arizona and had a famous one there for forever. He never yeah. paid anything for it. He just hacked into it, and it was a low-frequency broadcast on FM. So he kind of was, like, the father of pirating media yeah. because there was no... I mean, this is the 90s, 80s and 90s. So there's no way to download anything. You just had, you know, TV. You had movies you could rent, records you could buy, tapes you could buy, CDs you could buy, but you had no way of illegally downloading things. Like you could go to a concert and record them, or you could, like, copy a tape on a tape player and give your friend the copy. But there was no, like, YouTube. There was nothing that gave you content for free anywhere.
1: My favorite thing ever is watching YouTube videos of like conspiracy guys where they like say highlights of things, but they always have that fucking music from uh, from uh, Stargate or. And he's like
0: reading over, and you're like, "Oh shit, dude!" That's every single conspiracy theory video. It'll make your butt so, dude. And then, yeah, but but you know, this is the forefather of all that. He's Your doing- butthole will get so tight you can sharpen <laughs> a pencil
1: because that music makes it creepy.
0: You're like, ah, oh, crap, it's thick. And then here come the Anunnaki. He's the guy that started all that shit, man. And this was again before the fucking internet. So I think a lot of the internet, I think a lot of downloading shit, YouTube, podcasting, it all kind of came from William Cooper, man. If he is crazy or not, if what he thought was true or not. That motherfucker did a lot of work to get free media out to the people. And that was one of his big beliefs is that the government controls media and that because it has to pipe down through some form of controlled way to get to you, that it's been tampered with. And he's not wrong there because even the printing press was made to print the Bible. And as we know, the New Testament was made for people to fall in line with a particular government's belief system. So everything that's ever been circulated as media, it seems like throughout history has got a proven track record of how the media is being used to control people. So printed media, radio, television, you know, advertisements, there's always something in there to make your brain think towards something. Are you getting up and training in the morning? No. No, I'm not drinking either. Yeah, God, I'm not going to drink straight dude. vodka, dude. Be quiet. I'm doing you got a got water over there, you fuck. <laughs> um... And so, yeah, he's doing this free media, and then while he's traveling around, he evolved his way of thinking from aliens working with the government to the government working as an entire New World Order. Again, not Hall and Nash, but the wealthiest order of humans that rule the populace behind the shadows. Some call them the Illuminati, most call them the Jews. And I mean It's that, not
1: Hall of Nash, it's Hall of Notes. <laughs> Hall of Oats runs everything.
0: <laughs> I'm talking about the wolf pack, brother. Ooh, Ooh Sweet. <laughs> <Damn>. <laughs> For real, man. Cooper's masterwork, Behold a Pale, pale Behold a Pale Horse, contain the text, The Protocols of the Learned Elders of Zion. And this is a booklet that was written by Matthew Golovinsky, who's a French Russian Okrana, which is the Department for Protecting the Public Security and Order in Russia, operative. And basically, this pamphlet is the details of the Jewish conspiracy to take over the world by way of controlling the banks, media, and government. And this pamphlet is a big deal. Basically, every conspiracy theory that involves some sort of race, religion, or creed rising up and controlling the world through means of again the bank the media and religion and politics is almost all traced back to this this shit blew my mind because there's a lot of conspiracy theories with a lot of different ways of a lot of different people ruling the world and again it all leads back to the Jews. Almost every time, it's like Jews and lizards. That's always what people are. looking You got to
1: clarify though, because like it's not just Jews; it's
0: Zionists. Zionists. I'm not. Well, first of all, I don't believe. I'm, let me just finish this. The
1: Zog machine. Yeah. <laughs>
0: uh, you know, and and uh, this fucking protocols of the learned elders of Zion. It, it's been cited a few times in a couple of books. You know, just a couple of little books like uh, Henry Ford's "The International Jew." Damn. And a little independent success you may have heard of called Mein Kampf. Wow. By uh, some fucking art dork named Adolf Hitler. Yeah. Put a little book out called Mein Kampf. And uh, the big problem with this is that the pamphlet has been proven a hoax before Hitler had ever been born. It was a forgery. Then what they did is they took the Jews and they replaced the French. And it was a French satirical pamphlet called Dialogue and Hell Between Machiavelli and Montesquieu, which was written as protest to Napoleon III and his regime. So basically, you know, the ha <laughs> Francois, the common people had a problem with Napoleon III, and so they made up this satire in which it was a nonfiction story that Napoleon was going to take over by controlling the media, the banks, religion, and politics. And they made it, like, a so over-the-top goofy because it could never happen. And then this dude knew about it, and the text kept getting passed on and passed on. And then the Russians wanted to, you know, make problems with the Jews. So this dude fucking that was from France working for the Russians took this thing and changed it. But just replaced all the French people and Napoleon and shit with the Zionist Jews.
1: Did this conspiracy have anything to do with bread? No, it wasn't. Because a matzo ball soup with the, with the fucking, you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> the, oh, yeah. It's the delicious. matzo balls in them? Dude, it's a, nice, uh, it's a nice pastry.
0: It is a nice soup and a nice pastry. Uh, man, this dumb, But the craziest thing about this is in 2017, it continues to fuel anti-Semitic groups. Bill Cooper stated in his book that uh, when he put the pamphlet in there, that it didn't have anything to do with the Jews or any particular race But uh, instead of them, it was the New World Order behind it. And they were supposedly, this New World Order was supposedly the Illuminati, and they were connected to the Prairie of Sion and the Knights of Templar. And they did shit like assassinate JFK and fake the moon landing. And that was all an effort to control Sheeple, which is the term that Cooper is directly responsible for making popular. Hell yeah. Thanks for that. God damn. (laughs) I love hearing it. (laughs) Cooper said on June 28, 2001, that Osama bin Laden would be blamed for a terrorist attack by the New World Order. Then what happened? It happened. 9-11, bro. ho, 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 ho. However, Cooper had never pointed out to a specific type of attack, location, or time. But still... That gave him a little bit of merit, especially among conspiracy Dude,
1: Alex Jones tried to say that he he said that the government was going to do it before him, and then it happened.
0: Well, Alex Jones is a total poser off of William Cooper. William Cooper hated Alex Jones. He hated David Icke. He called them both out on numerous occasions. He said both of them were CIA operatives, and he—I mean— Basically, William Cooper was like, uh, he liked to be alone. Yeah. He shit on everybody that came out with anything.
1: But When he calls out Alex Jones, though, it's pretty hilarious. Yeah,
0: he has a right to be mad because what these guys... And he makes a point. Well, And they made way more money than him off yeah. of his shit. Like, yeah, they yeah. basically took his ideas and twisted them into their own agenda. To And all their agenda is, is making money. Now, William Cooper, he was making money, but, I mean, he was really wrapped up in this shit. He, he didn't do this to, like, get rich. He wasn't selling a product. The only product that he was selling was the books he wrote. And the books he wrote, I mean, he was really, he really believed this shit. He was trying to get the word out. I mean, he was a doomsday guy. He had a compound. He had it stuck to the fucking brim. He had weapons, food supplies, farm animals. Like, he was ready to hold down the small ranch in Arizona and fight off the fucking apocalypse. You know what I mean? And he wasn't out there. The thing, see, when you hear, like, Alex Jones and even when we used to listen to him, like, way back before he got, like, I would say, politicized. And muddy was, hungry. Well, you were just talking about... He's money hungry, Yeah, dude. for sure. Well, once you get a taste of it, what I understand about David Ike is that he was a BBC sports reporter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he went on a trip one time for, like, a BBC holiday retreat. And one of the big anchors of BBC had his laptop open in the room. And he, like, bumped it and it came on and had, like, child porn playing on the laptop. So he blew the whistle on that guy. And he got so much heat from that, but he made him so popular that he just went full conspiracy theory. And then he started looking for things to believe in. David
1: Icke had child porn on his computer? No, 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 the BBC reporter. Okay, well, he was also like a newscaster, too.
0: He, yeah, that's what I'm saying da- David Icke. That's what I just said. Okay, I'm fucked you're up again. You're sitting right across from me. You're supposed to be listening. I'm listening <laughs> and man. engaging in the podcast. You're like a fucking dork.
1: You're like a woman. <laughs> <laughs> I try to blot it out.
0: <laughs> no, he was like a soccer commentator. Like he did sports for BBC. Yeah. Okay, follow. And he was on a BBC trip, and he found the child porn on the guy's computer. And he turned the guy in. And that became a huge news story because the guy got in a lot of shit for it. And then that's when David Icke started saying, well, this pedophile thing goes way to the top. And it did. And then he made so much from that and got so much attention and exposure from that. He was smart enough to say, okay, I need to find a way to monetize this. And the way that he did that is just by putting his twist on William Cooper's shit. Yeah. So he got way more famous and way more money than William Cooper did, which naturally would give you a resentment. But also David Icke was full of shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. He made up that Anunnaki shit. Like, that's the Lizard People guy. He just came up with total bullshit, but what he did was— well, The
1: Anunnaki did. thing was actually made by— uh... Fuck, my brain. So well, I shouldn't dumb. say he
0: made it up, but he's the guy that pushed it into like mainstream What's the do the
1: writes of books?
0: Oh man. Zachariah Stitchens? Yeah,
1: Zachariah Stitchens is the one that coined the turn on Anunnaki.
0: Yeah, but again, he wasn't this is the vehicle for him, you know? Okay. Like like it's just like Bill Cooper, like he didn't come up with all these ideas, but he was able to get them out. Yeah. So he's credited with them, like the word sheeple. He didn't make it up, but he sure made it popular. Yeah. You know, he called people cattle and sheep and sheeple all the time. And we hear that shit all the time now. It's fun. What I liked about doing this is you can look back and see where this goofy shit began. Like, you can watch how the media is playing each other right now. At, like, the Fox News and CNN level. And we're going back to grassroots. This fucking dork stealing radio airways and going on coast-to-coast AM and shit. And, And that has blossomed into, like, what the actual news sounds like now. It's insanity. Anyway, William Cooper... Um, is an Illuminati like fighter? Like that's his whole gig. That's all he does. He uh, is going around. He's doing conventions on that shit now. He's speaking all the time. He, he goes was, on. He does
1: spoken word, man.
0: He goes on every radio show that he can. He's doing spoken word shows, and uh, because he's fighting the government so hard, he's openly saying, "I don't pay taxes. I don't get robbed by the government. I, I'm not going to pay taxes." And he's trying to tell people, "Look, I can get away with it. Here's how you can get away with it." Beyond, uh. Behold, a pale horse came out in 1991. All right, okay. Uh, He didn't pay anything for the royalties from that. He hasn't paid a dime of taxes since the 80s.
1: It's still in books a million. You can go buy that book at books a million. Yeah, it's
0: no, it's a huge book. It's like a New York Times bestseller. It's a giant book. I mean, that guy made a lot of money off of Behold a Pale Horse, and I'm sure his. I'm sure. I bet when you buy it now, this is a funny thing. That probably goes to the IRS. Yeah, If you think about it. Because if it goes to his estate, like he never got out from under those taxes. (laughs) IRS
1: is Jews. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, fuck, man. (laughs) I
0: just told you why that's not true. (laughs) It's true. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so he finally had a warrant put out for him for tax evasion in 1998. And it didn't help that he had gotten in a fight with a local guy over property bounds and beat the shit out of him with a wrench. Hell yeah. (laughs) So Cooper publicly vowed over and over again, every time he appeared publicly, that if the police came after him, whether it was federal or local over any of those small warrants, that he wouldn't be taken alive because anytime the police had a confrontation with him, he was under the firm belief that it was the new world order or the Illuminati coming after him to fucking put him down. So he would shut the hell up, which if you're him, it makes sense. Yeah, if you're me, it's hilarious. <laughs> Until you figure out why he died, he's just like the guy at the park that's getting money. <laughs> like if that fucking crazy asshole got paid, the problem with I want it, I want it, buddy. I really want to believe in this shit. It's fun. I do too. I do too. It's entertaining. I struggle with it, man. It's like professional wrestling, but dude, it just lends leads to holding a fucking sign on the side of the interstate. Well,
1: it's like professional wrestling, but with uh, real deaths.
0: Yeah, well, yes, but also if you get too swept up in it and you're like, fuck taxes, fuck the man, fuck jobs, I'm breaking out. The only thing you're breaking out to is being homeless. <laughs> it's just hobo fuel. You're just going to start rambling. Hobo I don't want to ramble. <laughs> I just want to live a normal life. Hobo fuel's uh, garbage bags. I mean, dude, when we were driving around all the time and we only refereed tournaments, that was our only job with like, that and bouncing. And we were just fucking token up all the time. This shit got in my brain thick, and I was just so close to dropping out of life. Like, all right, oh man, yeah, dude, me too. i I'm just gonna travel. See, that's <laughs> gonna pro- dude, I had the to, rails? Listen, man, I was like, it's kind of
1: like when you come out to your parents and you're like, hey, I'm gay. I had to tell my parents that the government was bullshit, and that Alex Jones was the only person I believed in. And then, <laughs> and then I had to come back out again and be like, hey, I don't really believe that anymore. <laughs>
0: yeah, remember that time I told you Alex Jones was right? Well, listen, here's what you want to do. You want to fortify all of your silver and send it to me, Alex Jones, care of InfoWars, deep in the heart of Austin, Texas. We're going to send back to you, Vital Mail. It's going to make you strong, your dick strong, and everything about you strong. And uh big, big Berkey water filters. Big, Berkey water filters. has been a great friend of Infowars all these years. And I'll tell you right now, I'm goddamn tired of the government trying to fluoridize our water. It's something that Hitler did to the Jews, and it's something they're doing to us.
1: And I see my children, and they're crying in their nightmares and dreams. And you, you will find out if I am a whacker. Bunk, bunk, da <laughs>
0: Hillary Clinton's dying
1: <down. laughs> She's got a strange Alien flu She coughed up On live TV She's
0: dying
1: <laughs> Check the drudge report
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's hauntingly accurate <laughs> So, the warrants out for Bill Cooper. He's not going to be taken alive. So, because of Waco just recently happening, the Apache County, Arizona Sheriff's Department approached Bill Cooper's compound with extreme caution. And not only that, but everyone knows he's armed to the fucking tits. Yeah. He's got booby traps, mines, He's got, like, an MRAP vehicle, basically. Like, I don't think MRAPs are out yet, but he's got a military-grade vehicle, weaponized. He's got every fucking weapon you could possibly imagine. That's where all his money went. It was a pretty modest ranch house, but god damn, was he armed. I mean, he was, like, a hero to these people, too, so I'm sure he was getting cool shit for free.
1: I mean, he got a fucking hidden valley house, dude.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like a ranch? Yeah,
1: he said it was a ranch
0: house. (laughs) (laughs) You're a fucking idiot.
1: It's made out of carrot sticks and glue.
0: So here's how the sheriffs take him on. Because they know he's a crusty old man and he's not going to deal with loud music very well, they park a car right up the street from his house on the border of his ranch and crank up some fucking death metal. Do they really? Oh, well, I don't know about the death metal part, but they crank up some loud music. But Let's we'll just make say it death it's metal. death metal, <laughs> <laughs> metal it's dude. It's <laughs> d And <yeah>. he's sitting <laughs> in his fucking house and he hears fucking Glenn Bitten going, boo of God. And he fucking loses his shit. He runs outside leaving behind all of his bulletproof vests, all of his cannons, all of his automatic weapons, all the shotguns, all the landmines, all the bear traps, all the knives. He's only got one pistol on him. And as soon as he sees that he's bamboozled, guess what old Bill Cooper does? He pulls that boy and busts at the cops. A three fifty seven, one in the head, right the fuck away. It's a three fifty seven, isn't it? Oh yeah. And they the shoot yeah. him one time. And when they shoot him, he falls, and then they kick the shit out of him, and then they shoot him again a bunch more times. So they shot him, Kicked his fucking ass. <laughs> shot him a bunch more times <laughs> until he was fucking dead. God now damn. here's the deal. That's the ultimate fucking roadhouse. You're too stupid to
1: have a good time. <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> dude. Look at Oh, you wanna shoot us in the head? We're gonna shoot you, roll your stupid ass with our hands and feet, and then shoot you the fuck again, bitch. Yeah, it probably was Patrick Swiss so right here. But here's the question, man. Do you think that it was because he beat a guy up with a wrench and was evading taxes? So here let me ask you this question why would a sheriff's department be serving a warrant on tax evasion? Because you're going to pay your fucking taxes. But do you think that a sheriff's department would be the people enforcing that? No, the Jews. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I don't know, man. I don't really know how arrests for taxes work. But, you know, there's fishy shit. You know what I'm saying? Like... I don't know, like, there's no debtor's prison in America, right? Like, I know you had to pay taxes and shit, but how does that work? Like, wouldn't you just get summoned to court? Wouldn't there be litigation in, in like, civil court? I know Wesley Snipes went to jail for that shit. I don't know, man. It's weird, though,
1: because it's, like, out of all these conspiracy theories, dudes, like, he seems to be the most legit because he believed what he believed. But, like, yeah. at the same time, man, like, I don't
0: know, dude. I don't know, because he legitimately fucking got killed by the government. Well, uh, yeah. No, that's what I'm saying. like, But the reason that he was going to get arrested seems very viable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he also did continuously challenge police (laughs) and say, if you come after me, I'm going to fucking kill you. And he also had a giant stockpile of weapons.
1: He's, like, wearing some fucking, like, real sweet-ass Wranglers, a fucking oh, West, yeah. a Western shirt. He's a real country Western And, you know, like, man. you never saw his underwear, but I know there were BVDs. <laughs> there were fucking BVDs. Yeah, yeah, For yeah. sure.
0: No, he had that whole look down. Like, he was wearing tucked in. He had the type of Western shirts that had that flap in the back. Yeah. Pearl snaps. All of that shit. You know, he, you were your... He, he kind of looked like... He kind of dressed like Sam Talents a little bit. <laughs>
1: Yeah, he did.
0: A little hammy. <laughs> Dude, I feel like if
1: Sam Talent was going to give you a talk to, it would be like your grandpa where like you're, he's got he's kind of got a little bit of a shirt tucked out, but yeah. then he's like fucking takes his yeah, hand, shoves <laughs> the fucking front of the shirt down, and he's like, come here.
0: Dude, when I first met Sam, he was wearing bolo ties. Fuck. <laughs> he was going like uh, fucking country western troubadour on that. Hey,
1: man, that's not a bad, uh,
0: hey, hey, he looks good. I'm, I'm just saying. I'm, all I'm saying is he looked like Bill Cooper, like him and yeah. William Cooper had the same kind of dress motif.
1: He's like a fucking. Re, he's like a, a country western fucking. Uh, um, what the fuck is that? Benya you polywogged. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, man, shout out to Sam Talent, and uh, shout out to William Cooper because to me, as far as conspiracy theory goes, uh, behold the pale horse. I wouldn't say it's credible. It's the it's the best. It's the most well thought out and well written single line of thought. The only problem is, man, is that Zion pamphlet that worked its way in there. Just total bullshit. And and that is always the root again of people hating a certain race.
1: But it's, a majority of it though is just government documents that you can still look up for sure. And no, then that's like, what, I uh, mean,
0: that's, that's what I'm saying. It's like. There's a little bit of dicey shit. I just hate, I hate how conspiracy theories always end up being anti-Semitic. That's always the end route. There's, I mean, so it, it really takes a shit on your legacy. Especially when it's something that has been debunked in the goddamn 1910s, you know what I mean? Yeah. And it just keeps circulating around like it's some mystic thing. It's not the well, roots of they it. They always
1: mean, mix it with like a half truth. Like I'm, I think I've read that book before. Like he talks about the golf and Tonkin incident, which is yeah has been like declassified and you can read
0: it. And it yeah. really was that we instigated them. He's the guy that exposed that too. Okay. Yeah, William Hoover okay. is the one who brought that forward because that was like that was like one of his big things. And that got debunked, or not debunked, but the, I think the documents came out after he died. Yeah. Right. And the Gulf of Tonkin was where we were going to we were going to provoke Russia into war, right, by having Cuba doing like a like a uh, let me make sure. Okay, yeah, that's the Gulf of Tonkin where we were going to shoot down an American plane. Yeah. And blame it on Cuba to go to war with Cuba to go to war with Russia. Yeah. And then JFK was like, nah. Yeah. And then JFK got his fucking wig pushed in. Pushed in. Flapped out really more than anything. Yeah, he got was... his wig split. He That's got like putting in. a fucking mop.
1: Yeah. Yeah. His... yeah, he got fucking his dude, mop. Dude,
0: and that is a Pruder film when his fucking scalp goes.
1: Yeah, It's a lot like a fucking mop head getting shot out of a fucking pitch machine.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's just <laughs> like that. That thing flops, dude. Like the way that, that's what always I don't know if your head's got a lot of pressure into it, but that was always the fishiest looking thing to me, cause uh supposedly Oswald was like on the side of him right and shot him this way, but dude his fucking head, like the top of it just goes.
1: I had a lot of pressure, man. That's where they say wonky eyes come from. If you have a lot of pressure in your head, you like got wonky, wonky eye ass eyes.
0: So if someone shoots yeah. you in the head, and you got that wonky eye. It just goes fucking. That's uh, why Asians are real smart.
1: <laughs> you fucking <laughs> asshole, uh,
0: buddy's a drunk white guy with his shirt off. That's not gonna backfire on us at all. Dude, yeah. <laughs> all right, man. I got a short, fun one to take us out on because that William Cooper shit's crazy to me. Like the more you look into it. The more you get blown the hell away. I mean, if he would have never gotten killed by the government, then it would be totally unbelievable because it's been all the way watered down by Alex Jones and those fucking dorks. And uh, I'm not glad he died. I am glad that Bill Hicks died. I'll just put that on the record. (laughs) (laughs) He fucking sucked. (laughs) Uh, Last one I'll get into, we had a guy named Stanley Meyer. Now, what Stanley did is he invented an automobile engine that ran entirely off of water. He had documented it, and he was ready to come forward with it, and what he wanted to do was to, like any good scientist, sell the patents. Once he had it, all the kinks worked out. He had a dune buggy and a Camaro that he had video proof. He had filmed him making the engine, putting the water in the engine, turning the car on with the water in it, and driving like a regular car. And so he became increasingly paranoid and was communicating with everyone around him that he thought the government was going to kill him. He was arranged in a meeting with somebody who was going to buy his patents, and so he went to meet up with them at a cracker barrel. Some Belgian motherfuckers. For a Friday night fish fry. Was it a Friday night fish fry? Or was it, it was it a Cracker Barrel. That's what I dude. Well, every time I've ever walked in Cracker Barrel, I've said Friday night fish fry because I always. Just, that's what I want.
1: Yeah, even at seven in the morning,
0: I want that. They really do have a that you
1: ha, you can get catfish in the morning.
0: No. Yeah, but I want the cod. I like the cod. Come on, I like I like that shit, man. I, the, the malt vinegar and the fried cod and the I like fries. it too, but not from. That's Friday what night. I like to get. There. That's what I like. <laughs> that's what that's what I like. Nah, bang, bang, bang. <laughs> That's my shit, dude. Friday night, fish fight, cracker barrel. As far as a chain restaurant goes, pretty goddamn good.
1: Remember they were supposed to have chili and never did?
0: We found that, well, once we found it the one time, then they started having it all the time. It makes you think.
1: It's the government.
0: It is. Dude, all the cooks are CIA agents. Well, hold on. <laughs> You're fucking us up. Um, nah, but yeah, for sure. So here's the deal is that he was he was he got a $1 billion dollar Offer And he went to meet with these Belgians and he didn't like the way that they were approaching it. He thought that they seemed super fishy. And again, he was real paranoid. Like he thought the government was after him for sure because almost every alternate power source. Look at Nikolai Tesla. All right. They took everything from him. I mean, he took his own dick, but everything else they took. He fell in love with a pigeon. Oh, he didn't he fuck pigeons? No, he cut his dick off. He didn't have a oh. dick to fuck anything with. He just loved it. He just rubbed his fucking clit on him. He had, <laughs> yeah, yeah. What's the nerve ending like if you cut your dick off? Do you still have some feeling there? So where you rub it, you just rub the fucking area. Yeah, dude.
1: I mean, <laughs> it's like a an anteater fucking nostril. Like it's just got that one fucking thing in the middle. Oh God, yeah.
0: <laughs> hey, oh pigeon. <laughs> <laughs>
1: What's the name of the fucking bank that funded his ass? Who oh, was the guy that ran JBW. Something <laughs> stupid. <laughs> the
0: Jews. Uh, yeah, but, you know, they gave all his shit to Edison because Edison was not a crazy asshole that rubbed his fucking ex-cock on a pigeon. But he had alternate energy ideas. You know, Tesla had a coil that would power alternators so he could just float electricity through the air like lightning. And you would get free electricity.
1: Do you get a pass? If you get free electricity, can that guy fuck pigeons? Yeah, I mean, dude, he
0: can fuck pigeons anyway. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) Yeah, I don't care what he does. That's not... There's no harm in a man cutting his dick off, first of all. Second of all, there's no harm in rubbing a pigeon where your dick used to be. I don't think. He's in love. He loved the pigeon. And he rubbed the pigeon... The right way, Honestly, no. <laughs> but yeah, and then then you had like different types of battery powered cars that always got sank. Electric cars that got sank. It's just now coming into mainstream consumption, and it's been something that's been available since I guess the seventies, from what I understand. Anyway, uh, my man Stanley Meyer figured out a way to run a car on water, and he was losing his mind because he thought just like all that other shit, the government was trying to sabotage them. Because the government makes tons of money off of oil, and you can't have the combustion engine going by the wayside because the way that they make money... J.P. Morgan. Because lobbyists give them money. Oh, that's the Tesla bank? Yeah. Again, J-E-W. and uh, (laughs) (laughs) Because that's the... uh, You know, you, you can't come out with an alternate source and take a shit on combustion engines. And that's exactly what he was doing. So he met up with the Belgians. He didn't like them. They seemed fishy. He walks out of the Cracker Barrel... And he says, I've been poisoned. They rush him to the hospital and he fucking dies on the way there from uranium poisoning.
1: Well, oh, yeah. Like the thing is, like at that point in time, I think they had cranberry juice and that's what he drank. Nobody drinks cranberry juice.
0: You think that there was uh, uranium in the cranberry juice?
1: Yeah. It's a Russian juice.
0: Well, I think you were totally right about the uh, Cracker Barrel being a CIA run front. Now, let's look at the evidence. First of all, did you know Walmart owns Cracker Barrel? Uh, makes sense. Now you definitely know that the CIA owns Walmart. Yep. And here's how you're gonna get back at this. Who
1: is owns the CIA? J E W. my favorite bank.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's my favorite TV station too, and they make great movies. Oh God. <laughs>
1: Long nose uh, people. Stop it. Look, we debunked it. The pamphlet is fake.
0: It's fake news. It's not real. It was from the French. Blame the French.
1: <laughs>
0: Baguette makers. Yeah, it's all about bread, dude. We're gonna tell you right now the death metal dicks' secret to single handedly taking down the CIA, starting at Cracker Barrel, going inside out. Now we have extensively tested this method on the road, almost in all fifty states, and we can guarantee it works. Now here's the thing with Cracker Barrels: because that they're run by such deep government entity, you pay. Based upon the honor system. So you go and you sit down on the table. You order what you want. You play the pay game until your food gets there. You order more cornbread. They don't charge you for that. You eat all the food you want. Now, here's the part that happens. When the waitress brings you the ticket, they put it down on the table. Now, most restaurants, you would either pay at the table or you would walk up to the cash register and pay your server or a manager at the cash register in plain view of the rest of the restaurant. Yep. But Cracker Barrel tries to infiltrate its way into your house with Yankee candles. See, that's the thing they don't tell you, is that those delicious $40 candles that make your house smell like a beautiful maple waffle breakfast that burned for four years for the price of $40 are actually government-implanted spy devices that record everything around you. So they want to sell you the Yankee candles or the candy that came from 1920. Why do you think they want to sell you pre-nuclear candy to prepare you for the forthcoming nuclear apocalypse when you're activated by the CIA when the bomb hits so because they want to sell you their goofy shit in the lobby they leave it up to you to take your ticket to the store walk past some goofy shit so you feel like buying a goddamn goo goo bar or peanut brittle or Peanut Brittle. I mean, like, listen. There's another fucking dude, Peanut Brittle. Yeah. They made have a perfect triangle. It's a great murder weapon, as we discussed in the BTK episodes. Yeah, hey,
1: BTK was, uh, he was working
0: at Cracker Barrel, dude. He probably was. That was what he was moonlighting as. That's where he got all the He probably the wore one of their aprons when he was killing them. Oh, yeah. Well, how many stars do you think that BTK had on his apron? Six. Ooh. That's which that's is the, the devil's number. And the highest degree that's of... That's a Jew number. <laughs> It's the highest degree of Cracker barrelery that there possibly is. And so uh, you take your ticket, you go through the gift store, and you pay an entirely different person up front. So if you just say, okay, I'm not going to bow down to the Cracker Barrel agenda. I'm just going to walk out with this ticket, put it in my pocket, and pretend like I've just been perusing through the store. No one will say anything to you ever. We've walked past the police. Several times. Never a problem. Because you pay on the honor system. They don't find out that they didn't get paid till the end of their shift. And when that happens, a CIA operative is actually forced to commit seppuku at the end of that shift. So you're taking them out one by one. And that is how you dismantle the CIA from the inside out.
1: That or you take one of those uh, weasels that are attached to a ball that rolls around. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And you fucking break that shit open like a pokeball. And then it just like fucking comes out. And it's like a super Christian
0: dude that kills Jews. That's exactly what Christians always want to do. That's why they set it up with that whole Jesus thing. Yeah. Well, oh, the Jews killed Jesus? Well, we're coming back for them. Yeah, man, through the weasel ball, dude. Well, hey, listen, uh, before we wrap up, oh, we missed all the uh, shout-outs up top, so while you're pulling up the song lyrics, I will go through our... Uh Plugs. So first of all, you need to follow Professional Pirate Media on all social media. I think it's Pro Pirate Media on Instagram. But if you search up Professional Pirate Media on Instagram, you'll still find it. If you want to find me and Buddy on Instagram, we uh, Buddy's running the Death Metal Dicks Instagram. It puts hilarious pictures up all the time, doing a great job running that. So you can jump on board with that. You can follow Buddy himself at Lloyd Have Mercy six six six. You can follow me, it smells like Teen Chris, and that's Instagram on Facebook. Feel free to follow Death Metal Dicks. You guys have been a lot. And every time we post something gross we lose a bunch, and then we gain a bunch of you guys. So thank you for liking it and sorry that we posted some weird monks slapping each other with cat of nine tails and that ran you off. That's pretty sweet. Uh, you can add me Christopher K R I S T O F for fuck E R m pierce you can follow buddy buddy lloyd we'll talk to you we like getting messages it's lloyd with one l yeah we gotta always like they're I mean. still pouring in and i like talking to you guys so yeah, man. keep it coming if it takes me a couple of days it's because of the uh, message filter that social media hits you with now so you don't get a bunch of weird sending you bullshit all the time but i'll always get back to you ask anybody on twitter you can follow me it smells like team chris i'm gonna Try to get a Death Metal Dicks Twitter going It's a pain in the fucking ass when you already have a Twitter Yeah. Uh, Again If anyone wants to uh, make us a website On the free we're open to that before we Make ours And we have to pay for it (laughs) Um, Follow us on All that social media shit Uh, I'm kind of taking a little bit of uh, Me time from comedy But then in uh, December Me I guess the first thing in December is for my birthday yeah. I think we're going to try our first live death metal dicks at really? the old Whitewater Tavern. It's going to be me okay. and you. All right. I and didn't even then, know that. Uh, cool, man.
1: It's a cool surprise.
0: Dave Stone. It's like from, surprise six. Shut sex. up. It's Dave Stone from The Boogie Monster with Kyle Kanane. He's on that podcast, and he's a great stand up comedian. And then uh, we'll have Adam Fawcett play us out. Uh, and then uh, I'm going to do a little run with Andrew Polk around Christmas time in the uh, southern United States. And then in January, me and old Gravy Ham himself, Sam T, are going to do some traveling around. So look for all that, but I'm going to kind of keep it low-key until then. Because, man, I've been running fucking ragged, buddy. We went to Austin, Texas this weekend, altercation comedy fest. Uh, Thanks to JT Haversat for having us. Took care of buddy and everything. The free drinks and the... Accoutrements. I didn't take care of the fucking guests. <laughs> <laughs> Ate if their wanna, sandwiches. If you want to hear a cool story about Buddy, check out Sam Talent's podcast, "The uh, <laughs> Half Hour Prophecy." He talks about some of the shit Buddy got into this week, and that's a good podcast to listen to. Anyway, uh, the Boogie Monster, with Dave Stone, and Kyle Canane. Um, yeah, man. On, uh, next week. Next week. Keep um, us. Keep us. Keep keep going with the uh, five star reviews. Those are great. That really bumps us up in the iTunes rating, which keeps the podcast growing, which keeps us motivated to make great content for you guys. And keep if you've been in since the ground floor, what a cool feeling that is. It's like getting into Norse black metal from Hell Vet Record Shop itself. You know what I mean? You're on that type of level. Next week. Uh, so on Saturday, Buddy's getting married. Sunday. Sunday, Buddy's getting married. I'm performing the ceremony. We're using some uh, text ...from the Temple of Black Light, which you'll remember from our third episode on black metal. Uh, We're going to invoke some shit and hopefully get fucked by spirits while Buddy gets married. And then he's going to go to New Orleans for the whole week on his honeymoon. So next Tuesday, we won't be recording an episode. However, to take care of you guys, I got some episodes hiding on my computer... Uh, we got the first one we did at our studios here, the cartel killings. Yeah. And I'm going to reload that. And then also in the midweek, I'll put back the uh, classic, Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Mr. Bestiality. Hands? <laughs> Mr. Hands, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the Mr. Hands bestiality episode. Now, warning, they're not as good audio-wise as uh, what we've been putting out, but it'll be a nice treat for you. They're both hilarious, I think. So you'll yeah. be able to dig in. And especially with the Mr. Han one, see the humble roots we began in, because we were just recording on my laptop. It doesn't sound great, but it's good content. And eventually, uh, we're going to start a Patreon, and we, I think we have like 20 that we never put out.
1: So We have a lot. Yeah. We can
0: release those through the Patreon when we get going, so keep an eye out for those. And again, thank you guys so much for the support. We're feeling real good. You know, a lot of people when we were in Austin came up to us and talked to us about the podcast. And then that's just a good feeling, man, because I, I, we work hard on it. Yeah. And we have a good time and it's just the culmination of our long ass friendship coming to fruition. So we're super appreciative. I hope you guys keep with us and share us with your friends. Have them give us five star reviews. I mean, our numbers are growing substantially every week. So thank you guys so much. Um, Make a pact between, well, read your lyrics actually. Yeah, we're, yeah, we're, yeah. So, what we did this week is we took these killings, especially the uh, William Cooper one in mind, and we compared this to the Cataclysm song, Illuminati.
1: Oh, sensual shit. The time has come to rage insanity. Mortals beg to de- deceive. Illuminati strive to control the seeds of generations. No more opposition, no more free will. We shall suffer from the higher power. For ages we've been manipulated. All our existence is in vain. Solitude inside intelligence of man forever. Inside your mind we shall conquer all this time. Illuminati, knowledge from the sons of sin. Illuminati, the world turns into hell burns. Hell burns.
0: Hell burns. Hell
1: burns. Hell burns.
0: Hell burns. All right, guys. Oh, you guys are more? No, nah, man. Oh, okay. Well, fuck yeah. We are so appreciative. This is a pretty good episode. Try to keep it light and chill. We got uh, next week off, like I said, and then we got some real fucking cool podcasts coming in the pipeline. I don't want to spoil a surprise, but let me just tell you, leading up to Halloween, we've got a real ripper that you guys have been asking for, so I'm excited to get into that. Um, We'll see you guys two weeks from now, and uh, please check out our early roots podcast we posted next week make a pact between you and satan to realize everything you ever wanted out of life satan's inside of you and you got to jack yourself off onto a sigil and burn to get him out all the way out all the way well Whoa. partially out. With it. all right guys